One, two. <gasps> this is the Weird People Show. It's like one, two, two, three, if four, you did, like, five, like six, two, two times two. It's four. I've one, been in the two, garage, three, two, four, two, 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 seven, right. two. Hello. Thirty-two. I feel like I'm too loud. Definitely, I'm too loud. You're too loud. Yeah. Well, I'm you're too speaking. quiet. Two. Oh, you know what? Here, I gotta turn the gain down on this thing. Uh, Somebody else darling, say hello. Right. Darling, darling. Hello, yes. Well, I thought he was at school. Where do you think he is? The zoo? Doing what? Get him out of the hippotamus. I'll bring a large size handkerchief and wipe him down, and then we'll slap him up and send him right back into the school district. How's that strike you? Hmm. This microphone picks up a lot of breathing. This is like 2001 A Space Odyssey. Two! Two! See, that's better. Two 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 hello hello you say hello hi she's back I was finally released from the candy factory I hope you had a nice time while you were there can we do an episode of Shark Tank yes oh yeah what's your product go hello sharks Today, I'm needing some capital to finance my hot new enterprisial business venture, selling mortar rounds to the local homeowners association in order to resolve disputes. Now, I will need a small loan of two or three million dollars, but I guarantee you the return on investment will likely be 50,000 within the first year, and it's going to double after that. Any what questions? percentage are we getting yeah, here? Because I know $50,000, you know, yeah. but like what percent is that? Well, the thing about percentage, right, is that is that they're numbers, is that they are specific and therefore <laughs> constrictive. With this business approach, what we're trying to do is give the client the best quality product while leaving ourselves sort of flexible and free of numbers. Okay, so why not just run a non-for-profit? Uh, well, that's the thing is that we, you know, in a theoretical sense, might turn a profit, in which case we could sort of want to keep that uh, for ourselves. Okay. Do you, do you see? So then why do you need me? Well, what I was hoping to do was to get two to three million dollars to sell these weapons to my uncle, J- to a local client of mine in the Wait, neighborhood. Wait, weapons? I thought you said you were selling mortar. Yeah, mortar rounds. Oh. Sorry, I'm a businesswoman, not um, not a military expert. Well, if anyone thinks there's a difference between those two, they shouldn't be working at the U.S. of A. Am I right, fellas? Come on now. So, can we get a, a rim shot? But um, yes. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, we can't. But we can get a drum roll. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do something with it that says As that requires a drum roll. Okay, wait, ready, guys? Um, <laughs> Hold on, wait, I'm not ready. Wait, wait, ready. okay. A long-faced sailor walks into a bar, and the bartender is like, oh, buddy, why the long face? And he, the, the sailor is a captain, and he tells him this, like, long, terrible story. And the bartender listens, and finally he's like, well, listen, buddy, that sucks. But, you know, there's always other fish in the sea. And the captain, and Captain Ahab goes, but that's what I've been trying to tell you. <laughs> Arr. <laughs> I can't believe you made me laugh at a Moby Dick joke. <laughs> That's my white whale. I have a joke I've been uh, I've been theorizing about. I don't know yeah. if it'll be funny until I tell it. Um, you guys know that joke where so it goes: a Roman man walks into a bar and says, "I'll have five beers," and holds up two fingers. 
Nice. Good yes. one. Uh, I, I've, I've made an extension of that joke. A Roman man walks into a bar, says, I'll have five beers and holds up two fingers. What he doesn't know is that the bartender is Middle Eastern, so he gets seven beers instead. Oh, because that's what seven is. In, in Arabic, Arabic. Indic, a seven is a V. Cool. So. That's nice. That was cross-cultural. I don't know enough about <laughs> yeah. Arabic and Embers to understand the joke, but I bet that joke would kill in, like, Persia or Turkey. <laughs> yeah. Like that where joke they're... would kill in Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> if we were in Thrace right now, they would be losing <laughs> yeah. their minds. <laughs> yeah. You're wasted I'm here the... in the States, bro. I know. I'm the best comedian just born in the wrong time. And not in the problematic way. That's how I felt reading Nathaniel Hawthorne. Uh, I just was like, oh, I have a 17th, cent- I have an 18th century writing <laughs> style, bro. Like, I just want to <laughs> write like two pages long sentences with 80 commas in them. Oh my god, yeah, old stories like that are really interesting because, like, I don't know if you ever read the Iliad, but it is literally just like an entire character. A character will say something for an entire page, and then they'll be like. Uh, errand boy, go tell Zeus I said that. And so the errand boy goes to Zeus and says the exact same thing for another entire page. When you're paid by the word. (laughs) (laughs) Well, stories back then were, you know, recited and then Homer just kind of wrote the Iliad down. So it was probably in a sense of like repeating the chorus. (laughs) Real. This week on the Iliad. When your audience is just hammered out of their gourd off that ancient Greek sauce and you just have to, like, repeat the story every 30 seconds to keep them in. Yeah. The errand boy is doing so much in that story. (laughs) The errand boy, they didn't have montages back then. Or maybe they did. Can you imagine trying to do a montage with, like, a spoken word story? It's just, like, five different voices at once. I hate you. I'm your father. I would like to not be an errand boy anymore. I'm Zeus Flat, the errand Sir, boy. Sir, this is a Wendy's drive-thru. Um, exactly. And then it just all <laughs> fluctuates in together. I feel like that's kind of just what we do here. There's a fly in a bottle and he's circling the glass. I'm watching him Well, the hours pass. He's a humming with a buzz, got no plan or no track. But I like him so much, I don't want to go back. This is the Weird People Show every Sunday, 12 to 2, on WSCALP Portsmouth Community Radio. Who's your You're going to end up in the cellar. I'm exiling you from NATO. Your 
Going through the flowers. You're going to end up in the cellar. I'm tracking you through NORAD. I'm writing you in to my well. You are listening to WSCA LP Portsmouth. Oh, there it is. Community Radio. That's WSCAFM.org, 106.1 FM on your snail dial. And 603 603-430-9722 is our number. Give us a call. 603-430-9722. I feel like I've been saying that wrong this entire time. People have been calling Domino's, and Domino's has been getting a little bit harassed, Ben. So, yeah, dudes, it's, like, so cool to be here again. You know, I'm Foley. This is Tex. I'm Tex. Hello. We got our friends came over today, uh, Zinjay and Daisy. Oh, dude. So, dudes, like, I don't know. I feel like we could just, like, make this all into, like, a big D&D game, too. Like, maybe an improv D&D yeah, if any of you thing. try to, like, attack a raccoon on this trip, then I'll make you roll to hit. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Um, uh, <laughs> things like that. Well, but I don't know. I'm, I was sort of fantasizing about, like, a board game almost, or cards. Like, you can pick a... We keep picking D&D cards. can be a board game. Yeah, People get maps format. and little yeah. figurines. And then it's like, oh, introduce this character. So it's like, okay, now I have to introduce this character. Or it's, okay. oh, take that group t- to the store. Okay, we are going to go to the store. Okay. So people can pick cards. Yes. I don't know. It was just something I was fantasizing okay. about. No, I like that. Glididius, the unicorn queen, and Otto von Bismarck enter into a coffee shop together, that sort of thing. And then you have to, like, role play how that interaction's going to go down. Yeah. Like the unicorn yep. queen tries to dissuade him from expansion. Check, check, check. Or, check. like, mi- further militarizing the press. Yeah, I think state. this is better. Yeah, see, this is better, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, Because yeah, no. my gain was way up on this you thing. You sound a little bit less like you're coming through a walkie-talkie. Yeah. I kind of like that idea that you're far away from me. Don't worry, Ezra. I'm always far away from you. You don't want to be around them. (laughs) (laughs) I think our relationship works better when one of us isn't there. And we never talk. (laughs) I like when we need a satellite to communicate with each other. Hey, Foley. Before we get started in the lab here, try that little microphone again, but push your mic that's on your face away from your mouth. Okay, because I I don't think I heard it through there. I'm curious what it sounds like. Yeah, hit him with it. Hello? Two? Hello? Oh my goodness, we have two Lassie, God mics now. Hello? Yeah, I don't think it's working. Oh, it's working. Yeah, yeah no, we got a nice echo there. It's really, really... Wait a minute, I'm turning off the wrong thing. Call in if you can hear an echo. <laughs> it's really working. Oh, there we go. I hear it now. Nice. Is it just... Am I... Lassie? Hello? Lassie? Yeah. I, I fell down the well. There's Grateful Dead posters down here, Lassie. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you hear, Pa? Uncle Sheriff is dead. Oh, man, what got him? Uh, he, said he fell down the same hole you're in. <laughs> you explain. might see his body down there. Uh, do the funeral bites if you do. I'll dance a mournful jig, let my toes connect with his decomposed. 
composed and sold such that his corporeal form might feel honored or dignified at the bottom of this here watery shoulder. Alright, thank you, Paul. In a few weeks, we'll send someone else down to dance on your body. Alright, I'll just read these grateful dead posters, see if I can't learn a thing or two about this here culture. Okay, see you later. It says here Jerry Garcia wasn't allowed to drive cars. <laughs> I'm just like him for real. See now this thing. Speak up now, I can't hear you. Been all with been all around Cape Journal. Parts of Arkansas. Been all around Cape Journal. Parts of Arkansas. Got so goddamn hungry. I could hide behind that straw for boy while I made my stand. Went up on a mountain. There I made my stand with a rifle on my shoulder and a dagger in my hand for a boy wobbing all around this world. So hang me, why don't you hang me? And I'll be dead and gone. Hang me, why don't you hang me? And I'll be dead and gone. Wouldn't mind that hanging, but the land in the grave so long, poor boy, wiping all around this world. They put the rope around my neck They hung me up so high They put the rope around my neck They hung me up so high The last words that I heard him say It won't be long now for you die Poor boy, why all around this world So hang me, why don't you hang me, and I'll be dead and gone. Hang me, why don't you hang me, and I'll be dead and gone. Wouldn't mind that hanging, but the land in the grave so long for boy wiping all around this world. What a rousing rendition of the Grateful Dead's Zippy Doo. That was good, guys. We sounded just like them. I've literally never heard that song before. I hope the kalimba part was accurate. The kalimba part, that's definitely in the original. 
notes what I was hearing there that made me think we're on this one. Yeah, they they heard our version and they're like, we need to put a kalimbo now. Totally. If we play that backwards, we just might bring him back. (laughs) (laughs) Totally, dudes. Well, I went down to the station and I found him there. He wasn't there, he wasn't there, but I didn't care. Why didn't you care? Because I was vaping, vaping. I was vaping at the time. I'm sorry. I was vaping at the time. I'm so sorry. He's so sorry. (laughs) I was vaping at the time. It's C, which is the third one, and then F, which is the very first one. Vaping at the time. Well, my boss came up to me and he said, Foley, what are you doing? I said, uh, nothing. Oh, you look like a darn chimney. You see, I was lying because actually I was vaping at the time. I was vaping at the time. Formaldehyde. I was vaping at the time. I'm so sorry. Blowing clouds. Getting vitamin E inside my lung holes. Cucumber flavored. And um, avocado and prune. Don't forget. Time to die young. I was vaping. I was vaping. Blowing clouds. I was vaping. He was vaping. I was vaping. They were vaping. It was vaping again. So I was vaping. Who's that vaping? He was vaping. I was I was vaping. I was vaping. Vaping at the time. Yeah, dudes, we're really Perfect. getting there. Our sound check's almost done. It's all coming together. It's like accreditation, the early formation of celestial bodies. Celestial bodies. Absolutely, bro. And Which, celestial bodies. You have a series of swirling fragments uh, riding around and, and gradually bodies. forming, consolidating, and celestial gradually bodies. empowering gravitational and center that draws the fragments in together until bodies. they consolidate into a single celestial sphere. Bodies. Us who can have multiple fragments over enough time become the Earth with the moon orbiting it. Now at the center center of this here Earth, there is its own gravitational center. Time 
many fragments. So many fragments. Surface, like an invading army. I stood at the shore of the forces that were the orange seeping through the scene, and I thought to myself that I hope to dear God none of this is a dream. Fragments of time, fragments of time, fragments of time. Fragments of time. Fragments of time. One of my best friends is a payphone on 42nd first. I hang around him all the time, wait till he rings. There he goes now. Oh, somebody Hello? get that. Somebody wait, get that phone? I'll wait till Hello? somebody else answers. Hello? I'll wait till somebody else answers. Hello? Jesus, don't you ever get the phone? Hello? Hello? That's my best you friend, Jake. Hello, Jake. How's it going, doll? Now, what's this you're saying about fragments of time? In fragments! Yeah, in fragments of time! Yes, I understand that, dear, but you're going to need to be a little more clear. What exactly about fragments of time do you want want your point to get at? Well, I was trying to figure it out in the day, but never really happened. All I know is I'm stuck in a fragment of time. Stuck in a fragment of time? Well, that sounds like something you could sample. Is Jake stuck <laughs> in a fragment of time? Yes, dear, it seems like Jake is stuck in a fragment of time. Let me get Here in you there. go. Hello? Jake, you nephew of a dog. What's going on? Uh, nothing. I'm stuck in this fragment of time. I see. Is it like a skipping stone across the lake? Individual ripples seeming to make their own circulations. Yeah. That's it exactly. I thought so. Jake, you and I have had our differences. I remember when you took one of my fingers. I would like it back at some point. But in the meantime, I'm, I see no reason why I shouldn't come help you out of this bind. I think it's time that we head into the fragments of time to the X dimension. 
intro music. Sweetie, I'm making potpourri for dinner. Do you, you want any? Uh, yes. Yeah. I'll well, be back in two million years. Okay, I need some. I'll keep it warm for you. Welcome to the Fragments of Time. With your host, with the most, the clock. We arrive at the Fragments of Time universe. We arrive at the Fragments of Time universe. In order for Lydia to reach his friend Jake, he will have to pass through several disquieting memories and confront the reality that he is not moving through time, but rather time is moving through him. Once this tedious intellectual exercise is complete, he will be able to arrive at his friend, sync up their timelines, and drag him back to what he considers to be the present. We begin with Lydia's first grade birthday party, told from the perspective of Lydia's father. Well, this is the best party I've ever heard from Lydia. Somebody get the baby. Good time, good friends. Anybody want punch hot dogs already at the back grill in the backyard on the party? Somebody sing the baby a lullaby to calm it down. Hey, get that kid out of the pool with the hot dog. No food in the pool, kid. So uh, here is Lydia's birthday. Happy birthday, Lydia. Lydia, here's all my presents. My presents, get it? I just showed up. I didn't bring you anything. These are really good carrot canapes. Lydia has stopped crying. The scene fragments, melts, like rain coming down the window of a train moving at high speeds, whipping off the water, the moments slinking by, a fragment of time. The glass pane reflects the rainbow iridescent oily nature of the liquid as the scene moves on, Lydia's past dissolves and moves on to another section now becoming her present. It's the night before junior prom. Lydia has nobody to go to, and she's staring into the closet door. All the lights are off in her room, and she's trying to summon an entity to talk to. She had a goth phase. Oh, great alley aster of the western way. I am in need of a prom day. Oh, who summons the great Aliaster? Well, Aliaster. Oh, I mean, uh, Aliaster, it is I, Lydia. Hello, Lydia. Whatever did you summon me to your foul plane for? Aliaster, I have called thee from the deepest pits of the furthest dimension. I have brought you to the most lightful of times to help one of the most darkest souls, me. Aliaster, it is true that tomorrow is a great ritual in my society. Prom. I see. Well, I like your confidence. What exactly are you looking for for this prom? Blood? Guts? Death? <laughs> Bryant. Who? What? 
Brian, chestnut colored hair sits behind me in third period French. Ugh. Oh my god, I get summoned by so many teenage girls nowadays. Oh my god, can people just like go back to sacrificing goats? I tried that really, but I just got asked out by Jakey, who sits in front of me in third period French. He has acne sprouting up the back of his neck. It's like roses on a vine. Only oh, oh, so you take right here's some French. Je n'ai pas le temps pour ça. Listen, listen, man. I can't make miracles happen. You want Brian to like you. Yeah, well, I don't need him to like me. I just need him to come to this prom thing. I mean, foul demon, I ask not for thy opinion, only for thy service. What do you request for an exchange? Actually, now that you mention it, that Jakey is kind of cute. What are you saying, beast? If you... Okay, okay. Oh my god, this is so embarrassing. Can you, like, talk to Jakey for me? Um, this wasn't in the Necronomicon. <laughs> the Necronomicon, you mean? Delightful. Yeah, okay, so send me a prom with Jakey and I'll talk to him on your behalf, I'll be. Lovely, lovely. Okay, it's a deal. You must shake on it. Alright, nothing going here. Ah! <laughs> it's a hand pusher! That scene, too, falls into a liquid. Like Neither a, of them got their prom dates in the end. I never regretted making the deal with Aliaster. I only regretted that it wasn't fulfilled. They started flying on their airplane. Would you like peanuts or candy for your in-flight snack? Wait, they serve candy on planes now? We do now. Okay, I'll take candy then. Alright, here you go. Uh, the stewardess drops a small pile of gemstones on a plastic flight tray. Oh, lovely, thank you. You're welcome, bye. Looking down at the gemstones, our hero sees cracks begin to form across them, and gradually they split apart. Small, green-haired, feathered chicklets look up at our hero from the in-flight tray. They're about an inch tall. Oh my god. I'm a mother. Next to her, the large, unfriendly businessman who thus far has said nothing, really pursuing the Wall Street Journal and alternatively chortling or grinding his teeth, looks down at the chicklets and says, Why, excuse me, young man, but are you going to finish your candy? If you're asking me if I'm going to eat these cute little babies, then the answer is no. Why, no? How dare I mean, I'm not how dare you, I apologize, but it seems to me that thou art to find the causal conventions of this here airplane, for those chicklets have been served to you as food. Well, if you're so hungry, then you can eat the shells. 
Thank you, I will. His hand reaches over the chicklets, casting a shadow like a cloud over a birthday party. He brings it down. He sweeps up the eggs, nearly bringing the chicklets with him. Lifts his hand high above his head, almost like a thing of grapes coming down into Caesar's mouth. Crackles up the shells so they fall like falling snow down at the bottom of an ocean, what like the bottom feet his feet on. And he crunches up and eats the shells. Now, thank you kindly, ma'am. It seems you are of a pleasant disposition, so I was wondering if perhaps we could make some sort of exchange. What did you have in mind? I would like those chicklets, for I'm positively famished. I've already eaten my in-flight snack. There's no opportunity to buy more. But, seeing as you're so kind, I was wondering if there was something you wanted. Perhaps a hidden wish you've nourished, tender, given sucker to your whole life, yet never fulfilled. Do you have such a desire? And in my mind I thought, Brian. But in my heart I said, no. He's gone now. He'll never be back. It wasn't your fault. But you can't sacrifice these poor baby chicklets. Oh, but his chestnut hair. Oh. I don't know. See, the thing is, the only thing I want, sir, is already gone. And I doubt that even a businessman like yourself could perform miracles. Not a miracle, no, but I can get you what you desire if we make a deal. Tell me the truth, ma'am. I've been honest with you. You'll be honest with me. What is it you crave? In the moments of silence, when no demands or obligations press upon you, what tune does your soul sing? Um, usually Careless Whisper, but I don't know if I can do that. I think that's copyrighted. I appreciate Um, your humor, man. I mean, what object of affection motivates the poetic elements of that spirit? Hmm. Okay, well, excuse me if I start rambling for a bit, but there's this guy, right? And and this goes on for two hours. I see. That is a poetic element of your soul, a long-winded one at that. So you crave this Brian, but you don't know where he is or what he's doing today, do you? Six. So, dudes, are we going to go camping or what? That's why we all got here today. I know, but we just, like, got so into that story that we're making. It was cool. It was a good time in the lab. Um, but, yeah. Well, we, if you want, we can turn the TV back on and watch those people again. Uh, but we were going to... Uh, actually, dude, I have to check something. So, wait a minute. Just watch a little bit of TV, and um, I'll be right out. Okay? Okay. Last week on Airplane Temptations, our hero Lydia was flying on an airplane and was served chiclets as a form of candy. An obese businessman next to her made an offer. What is the thing you desire most? Lydia had responded. Brian! Now we return to our scene. <laughs> Now, Lydia, what if I told you I could show you where Bryant is today? Really? 
I would just need something from you to sort of potentiate the, uh, magical spell that I would be casting to give you a vision into his current whereabouts. Well, you're not taking these baby chicklets. No, no, I understand you need Brian for those, but maybe there's something else you can give me. Perhaps, uh, a precious memory of yours you could share. I see. Precious memory. Most of my precious memories are about Brian. It's going to take a minute to find one. Oh, okay, there we go. Is this a memory of the first time I touched grass? I was 12 years old. And it was so soft and green. Even softer than my body pillow. I give this to you now, for my sweet, sweet Brian. Yes, yes, the green of the plants, the brightness of the sun, the unexpected novelty of venturing forth from the basement and enjoying this water. <coughs> you, you good there? You need some water? I just got a little excited, of course. Okay. Now, you're not going to be able to remember that ever again. It's my memory now, but... Remember what? There we go. Now, here's where Bryant is today. You'll hear a slight sound. And the businessman unfolds in his hands. A small globe appeared. Uh, there was a shrieking, long, long sound. Sort of like a bow being drawn across a cymbal. Lydia watched the flaming orb in the businessman's hand condense down to a uh, nitroglycerin-like clear viscous ball, and within it she saw... Oh my god, it's bright! Chestnut-haired still, now in a boxy suit and a red tie, standing before an assembled crowd of people. Is he on Shark Tank? He seemed to be pitching some kind of device at looked like a mortar round perhaps there was a homeowners association logo behind him the, uh, oh my gosh. there was no audio and before Lydia could get a better glimpse the businessman closed his doughy hands well there you have him that's your Brian Brian selling mortar rounds on Shark Tank the particulars are relevant surely your two souls are interlinked forever no it's okay I find it hot that's, um, Freudian, diagnosable perhaps, but ultimately none of my concern for well, what matters is this deal. Uh, thank you, sir. I will now go apply to Shark Tank in the hopes of meeting Brian. Don't be foolish. Who knows where he is? Who knows if that was where he is now and not just a memory or even a future apprehension? Well, I find it kind of stupid to, you know, take a memory of... I don't even remember. And not even tell me where he is right now. That could have been before I even met him. Silence. Enough of this prevaricating. (laughs) Will you make the deal with me or not? You know Brian's out there. Have you not thought of this before? The heaven-scented cords, the hope for something more, the dream of that chestnut-haired man. All I want are those chicklets, Lydia. I hunger, I thirst for bird blood, and you won't give it to me, and I you can already give you what took, you want. You already took my memory. I thought that was the deal. You saw, Brian, if you want him, 
I get what I want to. No, no. Now that I know that Brian is alive, I don't need you. What do you mean? I'll go find him on my own as soon as this plane lands. And I'm switching seats. You kind of suck. You think if I can show you, Brian, if I can deliver him up to you, I can't keep him from you forever. This is your choice. Your last chance to get this boy and all I want. The businessman gestured down to the cute green feather Dr. Seussical-esque chicken. All I want are those delicious boards. And you will not get those delicious boards anytime soon, sir. Have a good day. Oh, oh sorry. Just tucking these. I have to get past. Thank you. Good day, sir. Lydia stared out into the heaven-soaked clouds outside of the plane window. The sunlight dappling. The foggy hills were gold. She wondered why she was so certain that giving up Brian for these birds was the right choice. I mean, they are just little snack birds, mm. but they're so cute, and I just, I don't know, man, I, I can't, I can't do this, I can't in good conscience, it's like, it's the same reason I never got a snake, you know, like, the idea of having to take a mouse, a, a little baby mouse, and give it to a living creature to eat, I just, I can't do it. <sighs> and so our hero gave up everything, for that good feeling you get. When you do a good thing, may we all be so strong and resist the businessman's call. Why this is the tale of Lydia and her fight against the beast. It's a tale of weakness, strength, and not doing what you please. Oh, it's the story of the devil approaching in his suit and tie. Why, it's a story of a better level than the one occupied by you and I. It's a... It's a... It's a time traveling. It's a, da, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a time traveling. Oh. She saved face And if she made the wrong choice Gone down the wrong path Why should I look back into The mess She'd be stuck in a hovel In a life worse off And she'd have nothing to show For taking her morality off She wonders She hopes She dreams But she's stuck at the bottom of the scene And there's no when you sacrifice the birds When you give in to the businessmen Say the right words There's a no going back From the wrong choice There's no regaining that chip Or joyful note in your voice So Lydia made the right path And I'll watch her go 
but sit in two seats away. I do know that the businessman's still hungry. He's gonna slide over and ask me if those birds I'm finished with my brother. And I don't know what I'll say when he offers to grant my wish today. Do I have Lydia's strength to walk away? Will I give in and say, okay, okay? Okay, okay. You can have everything that I could say. Every word, every hope, every memory. You can be the end of my story. Okay, 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 okay. Why it's all over on this plane? I don't know what you want. Pass the bird, but I'm moving on. No, sir. Thank you, Lydia, for showing me the way, the way. Heaven or hell, there's nothing to say. Did you say disrobe her morality? Take off her morality. That's a good line, my man. That's a good line. Take off your morality. Come on. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. She wondered. She wondered. I always get sad when I hear my own voice played back at me because I know I don't sound like Lennon. It's a genuine disappointment to think that I might not be able to lead the masses with such fervor. Would you like to hear it played back to you backwards? How about playing back this time, too? Would you like to play it backwards back to you? Different ones. This is what the inside of my head sounds like when I read the Constitution. This is what the inside of my head sounds like.
hear his voice. Lydia, don't you now wow all right we're talking yeah we're the people baby lydia's on a journey today oh that lydia (laughs) lydia 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 is it lydia from beetlejuice um (laughs) i don't know man i i'm not the one who invented the character Hmm. i'm just giving her a voice you're just a vessel yes yes i'm just a vessel Actually, that does remind me of, um, I saw on, like, Twitter once, uh, Michael Sheen was giving someone acting advice, and he's like, pretend that the character is possessing you, and that this is the only chance they get to tell about who they are and what they want. So that, like, I don't know, it just reminded me of that. My acting teacher has always just said, the one I ever had said, it just is you. Oh, yeah. Whatever yeah, it is, sense. it's already you. We would always so do those little do. things in, um, in like, high school theater and stuff where the teachers would have us be like, now walk like your character would walk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shout out, Wendy. Ooh. Shout out, Wendy Chapin. Wendy Chapin, College of Santa Fe, acting coach. Yay. Come on now. She helped me through a real bad stomach ache one morning that just might have been self-inflicted. Oh, I know what those are. I think I had one of those this morning. I'll tell you what. I woke up with a sour feeling and it wasn't no uh, pickle. I'll tell you that much. I was in a pickle. Brought to you by Meredith Sour Pickles. (laughs) That's right. Meredith Sour Pickles. We only use the most unripe limes and bitterest of feelings to make these unbearably sour pickles. Meredith Sour Pickles. Once you try them, you will not try them again. Meredith Sour Pickles. Invented by Rocket Co. Rocket Co. Rocket Co. Rocket Co. And of course, brought to you by Fleischmann's Rotten Vegetables. Yes, Fleischmann's Rotten Vegetables. Providing the freshest vegetables people like you can afford. Fleischmann's Rotten Vegetables. If it's not fresh, it's Fleischmann's Rotten Vegetables. 
Fleischmans. I always felt that that should be read in Mr. Krabs voice. <laughs> Brought to you by Petbot. Petbot uses patented algorobotic technology to anticipate your pet, cat, dogs, or possums' undesirable behavior and to make appropriate adjustments to your reality so you don't have to. <laughs> Petbot's combination of suction, time travel, and electric shock allows you to relax and enjoy your pet entirely. Petbot. Another solution forced upon the world by Rocket Core. Rocket Core. <laughs> I was going for something and I failed. Are you looking for some guidance right now? Yeah. yeah. Wondering what to do with your life? Yeah. Are you currently standing in the middle of my living room in the dead of night with a crowbar? Uh-huh. Am I? If so, then you should try getting out of my house right this second. Yes, if you're a robber with a sorry excuse for a weapon and no clue what you're doing, then this may be the perfect product for you. Benefits of getting out of my house include the money you could easily earn from getting a real job, wow. two whole kneecaps intact, wow. and the chance to see the sun again. Oh. And if you're still standing there thinking, oh, I don't know, I think I have a pretty good chance of completing this robbery, then I have some insider news for you. I have a gun. Yes, it's true. I'm currently carrying a rifle in my hands and will not hesitate to use it. So try getting out of my house today. Your family will be glad you did. Rocket And nose plugs. The all-natural deodorant. You don't need a smell good. If you don't smell at all. <laughs> Nose plugs. Not vegan. Voldemort endorsed. Brought to you by... Rocket Call. Rocket Call. Wait. Wait just one second. One second. We're oh, getting a call we from call. a satisfied customer now. Let's get him out. Hi, caller. You're on the air. What's the deal? Oh, you're standing in someone's living room, you say. You just heard our advertisement over the radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, they probably do have that rifle. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's actually a difficult decision you have to make. I think there's one very clear option. <laughs> well, I, it's a nice TV, sure, but you can run faster with empty hands. <laughs> you know, how about this? I tell you what. You leave now, and then you write a, write a little piece for our advice column, all right? And maybe mm. someone who's in your situation mm. in the future, right? Maybe they'll know what to do because of your actions. See what ha- oh, yeah, see, this is what happens when we collaborate together to try and improve our community and help people going through our same experience. You climb through that broken window, you get back in your car, you go home, throw away your black balaclavas, buy yourself a nice scarf. All right. That's probably going to end up well. Thank you, Goller. You are listening to WSCALP Portsmouth. Yeah, let's go. Community Radio, WSCAFM.org. 106.1 on the snail dio dial. And if you want to call us, 603-430-9722 is the number. That's 603-430-9722. Are you running low on hard tech? Yarr. Need some salted pork to see your voyage through? Yarr. Well, heave to and tie up to Boatco for all your swashbuckling needs. We got sailcloth, trennels, pitch of every variety, and plus some personal items for all ye hot bunkers out there. Boatco, located at a free trade in harbor near ye. <laughs> Boatco! Boatco! Boat ah. Hey! That was a boat horn. Oh, <laughs> boat horn. 
That we don't use like horns. We don't use. We pirates don't use no horn. By boat horn, he means one dude yelling really loud. This is this is Horn. Have you met Horn before? He's a boatman. He's the one that rings the bell. Wait. His name is Horn. Boatman Horn. Can you make the boat horn sound again? Honk your bell. That kind of sounds like if a duck had smoked cigars all its life and then got terrible news. What are you talking about? We should sample the the honking noise. Oh yeah, wait. Can we sample the honk? <laughs> sure. Hold on. Wait a minute. Tech, can we get a sample of the honk? Surely we can. <laughs> Let's get the honk in here. Okay. Ready? Three, two, one. Hit it. <laughs> this is the best rave I've ever been to, man. Here, pass me some of those candies that are in your hand that aren't really candies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 was not easy. We romped until the bots and pans lit the kitchen shelf. My mother's countenance could not unbrown itself. The hand that held my wrist was gathered on one knuckle. My right is great to buckle. Take hard my dirt, then walks me off to bed, still clinging to your shirt. Like a book, she'll take me and away. Any coarser, like a page of plants and color. Pray this traverse by the chorus, tear without a press of coal. Oh, how frugal is the charity that bears the human soul. I can just turn that up, buddy. Because tonight. You'll be my lucky angel. And I'll support those who are trying to do you harm. Because tonight, I'll keep away the psychos. Or at least at the length of an arm. Let it go! I'll be your lucky angel. And I'll work those who try to be the hard. So tonight, I'll keep away in my cycles. Or at least at the length of an arm and a three. So tonight, I'll be your lucky angel. And I'll work those who are trying to do you harm. And a harm. And tonight, I'll keep away the cycles. Psychos? Or at, at least, least at the length, length of, of an arm. And tonight. 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 I keep away the psychos. Keep away the psychos. Stay away. At least at the length of an arm. Come on now. Tonight. This riddle. I keep away the psychos. Pipe and fiddle. Well, at it's least hotter at the length of an arm. Than steam. 
What best lets your whistle the cycle thing gonna get you. Then crystal. I will try to Tonight, all the dirty psychos will be at the length of an arm. Tonight, Boatman I'll horn. keep away the psychos. Uh, uh. And I'll force those who try to do you harm. Ring your bell, Boatman. Tonight, uh, uh. I'll keep away the psychos. Boatman. Wonder. At least at the length Boatman of an horn. Arm. Who's that on the phone? 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 It's the psychos. Who's that on the phone? It's the psychos. Who's that on the phone? Psychos. Who's that on the phone? Boatman, Horn, and Lydia went on an air flight across land. Why didn't they fly in the air there in a plane? No one could understand. They taxied down the runway. They took a right at the sign. Now they're taxiing down the highway, blowing everybody's mind. Yeah! Boatman Horn rang his bell, but the bus would not move over. Lydia reached in the back seat and grabbed a sack of flour. She was gonna make cookies in the front seat, but instead she got distracted. The boatman rang his bell again, and that busted done crashed it. Woo! Woo! And we're in a plane, rolling down a freeway. Main turnpike. Hold on, gotta stop and pay a toll. Oh no, I got an easy pass. Then he got easy pass, boatman two. And his airplane was one and two. The one I haven't talked about was the third. He was in the bathroom making up words. Hey! hey! You thought? <laughs> yeah, psych. Oh! Boatman and Lydia. Wild Plane Adventure. Boatman and Lydia. Oh, Lydia, it's so nice to be here off of my ship in a nice aeroplane. Oh, I'll have a Bloody Mary. Thank you. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. Here she comes. Bloody Mary. She's got vodka. Yes, dear. Hi, those are really nice um, celery earrings you have on. Thank you. I, I farmed them myself. Oh, well, I was thinking about having a drink with some tomato sauce in it, but uh, well, this is my friend Lydia. Hello, Lydia. I hear you're looking for a certain soul named Brian. <laughs> well, yes, actually, I am looking for Brian. Have you seen him? No. <laughs> oh, you mean the chap with uh, the curly hair and the large hat and uh, also the glasses? No, haven't seen him. Um, okay. <laughs> Boatman. Boatman. Is there something you're not telling me? Ding dong, ding dong, Arr, ding dong. I have something to tell you. This might seem like an aeroplane, but as a matter of fact, we're simply traveling on a fractor in time. Oh, yeah, I've been having that happen to me a lot ding lately. Dong, ding dong. Well, anyway. Arr, I get fractured in time all the time. In fact, I get fractured in time all the time. As a matter of fact, I get fractured in time all the time. Okay, good for you. I'm just going to let that play itself out. I get fractured in time all the time. I get fractured in time. 
Boatman, Boatman, Boatman. Good for your stomach and good for your heart. Boatman, Boatman, Boatman. Give me a bowl of Boatman. Get you a bowl of Boatman. We're all going to eat a bowl of Boatman. It's good for Lydia. Lydia. This is your captain, Michael Schubert, speaking. Please remain in your seat with your seatbelt on as we taxi down I-45 corridor. We're coming in to plan a little bit of turbulence, but that's only due to the potholes on the road and the state's lack of funding to fix them. I'll try to steer around them to the right or the left, but if you look out port side and know what starboard means, then we're all going to get through this together. Oh no! I don't know any of those words. Arr, me neither! Why doesn't he talk about things like galleys and foxels? Ding dong, ding dong. Boatman. Aye, that captain is talking up there on the poop deck. Has doesn't know his doesn't know his tail fin from his rudder. Oh, okay. Boatman. Lydia. Bloody Mary. Boatman. And Lydia. They met. Buddy, Mary on a plane. Ah! In a time fracture. <laughs> but Buddy, Mary said that she hasn't seen Brian. Brian, Brian. is on Shark Tank. Shark Tank. With chestnut dun, hair and dun, what did you say they dun, were called? Dun, 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 dun. Mortar rounds? On Shark Tank. Shark Tank. With chestnut hair and some mortar rounds. Mortar rounds. Lydia and her chicklets. They're looking for Brian on Shark Tank. Shark Tank. Brian. Brian. Is a war criminal. What? But that's okay. Lydia likes that a lot. <laughs> oh, uh, Lydia. Where is that Brian? Schubert. Do you know how to get to Shark Tank? No. Arr, you just set a course. Five mark degrees Cuban. I suppose I do need a product first. Well, I've got quite a few products myself. Oh. Have you tried this one? It's for pirates on the move. For pirates on the go, you might say. Really? Yes, it's a a, a, a rope holder. It's, it's a rope. It's a handle for your rope. So if you're getting rope burns on your hands, you simply attach the rope holder right to it. And it's a handle for your rope. And you can pull your rope all day long without having any kind of problem with your palms. Why not just get a pair of gloves? Gloves, you say? Why, Missy? You cut me to the very quick, you d. Just last talking about getting gloves on a pirate ship. Are you serious? You want me to disguise my beautiful gemstone I wrenched from the blood-soaked fingers of my victims? Look at this fine glass I've been wearing. I find, oh yes, that is a nice ring. You want me to cover it up with a glove? You might as well throw a quilt over Michelangelo. 
What kind of lack of aesthetic taste? What kind of Philistine-esque sentiment would drive a person to say that? You could always put the ring around a string and wear it as a necklace. As a ring necklace a on my string. chest ring when I want my hair to be shown. What's wrong with you? I don't want that people to be noticing the hair on my knuckles. I want them to see it in my vener. You could always style your hair for more aesthetic points. Oh, my style, my hair. Are you unfamiliar with the style of all natural? You come onto a pirate ship, you start making all sorts of demands without understanding the local aesthetic cultures, and you think we're just supposed to listen to what do you even want? I want to get to Shark Tank. Oh, well, you need a product. What product are you pitching? Well, he was pitching something about rope handles, which is how he got to the point of gloves in the first place. You don't like rope handles? Well, I don't know. I just feel like it's a bit redundant. Are you fine with the judge's decision? I I think they maybe had some... The sharks had some pretty good ideas there. And I perhaps it was a bit redundant. <laughs> I'm not the shark. Oh, well then. Oh, I'm sorry. I've hurt your feelings, haven't I? It's quite all right. I'll tell you what you can do with your opinions. <laughs> well... How about I make it up to you? We'll take your rope handles and we'll bring them to Shark Tank. And if the sharks like them better than I do, then I'll admit I was wrong. Yes, kindness in ye heart is is unfathomable, even by the longest rope with knots in it. Thank you. All right. Now, I guess the next question is, how do we get this plane over to the Shark Tank studios? Well, all we have to do is find the helmsman. And where would he be? I believe he's up there in the poop deck. Oh, okay. So, should we just go get him? Hey, let's knock on the door. Let's see what happens. Hey, hello, I'm the poop deck man. I mean, I'm the helmsman in the poop deck. Hi, Mr. Helmsman in the poop deck. Could you by any chance help us get to Shark Tank? Well, it's... Not as if I'm really doing anything on the poop deck. Everyone knows that that's just a big misnomer for the guy who gets paid to stand around. I'd be glad to help. What can I do for you? Uh, well, I honestly am not sure. I was just told that the helmsman could get us to Shark Tank. Okay. At this point, then, I ask that all participants join hands. Gently. Pinkies. Touching pinkies. And I want you to close your eyes. Ooh, I can feel your glass ring. It's tied to my string, so I don't forget it. And the bowl of boatman. <laughs> That's right. Now with your eyes closed and our pinkies bound together, I want you to imagine the sound of a wolf crying backwards at nighttime in the snow. Ooh. I can almost hear it now. Someone's got good imaginations. And while we're pinky bound and close eyed and wolf howling backwards. And sweating. I need all the listeners in Radio Land. To Where? open their eyes in Radio Land. Okay, I'm just going to leave. Okay. It's a good time. And uh, if you look out the windows to the right, you can see the aforementioned, a famous and infamous Shark Tank. Uh, you'll be able to pick up your bags at Carousel 4C. Again, that's Carousel 4C for a baggage check. If you just have your carry-ons, just feel free to make your way down the tarmac because the Shark Tank is on our right. Oh, my God. We're here. Boatman, do you see this? It's Shark Tank. Arr, I can see the swirling spirits of Mark Cuban and the lady. <laughs> I forget what her name is now. Is it? 
Well, there's there's more than one lady, I believe. Yes, I mean the long. What's the long-haired lady? Is it Lydia? I honestly don't know. <laughs> the QVC lady. You I can't remember. You should learn their names. If someone knows what the lady on Shark Tank is, go ahead and give us a call. And what's the number to call again? It's uh, 603-430-9722. You there! Swab those decks. I got come. Or ye, put on your rope holders and start pulling in the main mast. Excuse me, are you Miss Lydia? Uh, yes, and who might you be? I'm an attendant from the Shark Tank family. We're so excited that you're coming on the show. Would you mind exiting this rather stinky ship? Oh, yes, of course. Yes. Sure. Boss? Yeah, boss. I got Lydia off the galleon. We're on our way to the set now. Understood, boss. I'll inform her immediately. Excuse me, Miss Lydia, do you have any hidden agendas going into the Shark Tank meeting? Hidden agendas? Ulterior motives, perhaps? Oh, God, I gotta play agenda. Concealed goals, potentially? Um, no, none at all. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, boss? I asked her, she said no ulterior motives. Right? Isn't that great? Okay, boss. See you on set. Love you, too. Right this way, Miss Lydia. Alright, we're just gonna have one sec as we wait backstage. We're gonna play the Shark Tank intro music, and then we'll have you go out on set and pitch your product. Alright? Alright. Alright, now here comes the Shark Tank intro music. Shark, shark, shark! Tank, tank, tank. Shark. Tank. Shark. Tank. Shark, shark. Tank, tank. Tank, shark. Sharks. Tank. And now a message from Shark Tank viewers everywhere. Hi, we signed up for Shark Tank and now we're rich. And from your friends south of the border. Yo quiero tiburón, tank. And from your friends north of the border. Uh, le tank de shark. Oh. C'est magnifique. Oh, oh, oh. I, I love to uh, look at people's inventions. <laughs> and our other friends north of the border. Oh, shark tank's really good, you know. Eh? <laughs> From our friends in Turkey. Jokie. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned in to this week's episode of Shark Tank. We have a very special guest. We made sure that she was pure or of any unclean motives, and she said that she has. Her name is Lide. E. Eh. Uh, Lide. Oh, I understand. I'm delaying. So, we will be welcoming Lideya to come forth onto the show and present her product. I hope all of the sharks are assembled, are well ready and willing to consider giving up some of the... I understand. I'll keep right at it. Some of their hard-earned cash. Ladea, please, come onto the stage. Hi. Hi. Ladea, can you tell us a little about your background? Um, yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, wait. Can I have Oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Ladea, you're standing there not saying anything. Hi. Hi. Ladea, could you tell us some of your background, please? 
Uh, I'm normal. Definitely not. Definitely not attracted to Brian. Oh, okay. And other than generating sweat and saying what you're not interested in, what are some positive facts about yourself? Um, beans. Excuse me? Beans. I, I like beans. That's delightful, Lydia. Now, it's Lydia. <laughs> I see. Now, let us introduce our two sharks for today's events. First off, we have Count Morlanis. Count Morlanis, would you like to say a few words? Oh, 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 oh. But of course I would love to say some words about sharks and tanks. <laughs> we keep him on for the character, but he has quite a lot of money and power, too. I've lost several family members due to mishaps on this show. And we turn to our second shark, uh, Sheik LaRouche. I'm Sheik LaRouche. I'm the shark and live in the tank on the mantle by the fireplace. But the tank is so hot in the winter that I need to not be boiling to please move my tank so the shark can be more comfortable. Last episode, a glass uh, camera burst because the lens got too hot and some of the fumes entered Sheik LaRouche's nostrils. So you're just going to have to roll with this, Ladea. Okay. All right. Now, are you ready to make that pitch? Yeah. All right, go out there and impress the sharks. Then they'll ask a couple questions. You'll answer them, and maybe you'll walk out of here with a well-financed enterprise. Okay. Um. Hi. Hi, sharks. Um. So, uh, you know how sometimes you're uh, you're uh, you know how sometimes you're tugging your rope and you tug your rope and it hurts. <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute. This entire program has gotten far well into the area of innuendo. And I declare that I am going to inform the FCC about this. Just because someone pulls on a rope doesn't mean you have to make some sort of inference. It's disgusting. So these are rope handles. Do you have any hidden agendas, Miss Lydia? No. I just want to go home. <laughs> you can't go home, Your Honor, and play this my shark tank in the middle of the road. There's no going home, Lydia. You're trapped with us. Fine, fine, fine. Step through the glass panes in the bathroom mirror where the boatman was playing ever so joyfully all by himself with this bell going ding dong. Alright, sharks! I'm here to advertise rope handles, and if you don't like them, that's because you have bad taste! Come on! You don't understand the aesthetic of the pirates! I mean, one might say, why not just get gloves, but then that covers the glass ring, and then you can't put the glass ring on a necklace because it gets covered by your hair, and you can't put your hair up because, oh, natural! So, rope handles! Rope handles, rope handles, rope handles, rope handles. Please, folks in the audience, don't join in. The presenter is supposed to present independent of audience participation. Rope handles, rope handles. I've never been so proud in my life. 
Well, awesome. there you have it, Sharks. That was a rather impassioned presentation. Do you have any questions? Uh, we oh, go first to the oh, count. Oh, oh, oh. I only have one question. Yes. Couldn't you just use gloves? <laughs> ah! He's cut us to the quick again. All right, here's the deal. I need all your money and all the people that you have investments. So I need a list of every single person you've ever made an investment with, okay? Especially the ones with chestnut hair. Chestnut oh, hair, that oh. sounds like Brian, doesn't it, Sharks? Mmm, that tasty, delicious Brian. No, yeah, oh, it's a shame oh, what happened. Oh, oh, what happened to oh. Brian? Well, you remember how I said the camera broke last time? Yeah. Well, the Count got a mite peckish during Brian's presentation and sort of chased him. And then uh, Brian fell into a camera and wasn't able to run away as fast. Who wants waffles? Oh, 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 oh. oh. so delightful, Count. <laughs> and you, Sheik LaRouche, do you have any questions? Perhaps about that chestnut-flavored boy the Count ate the other day? I do not know what you mean by the fish trap boy. Well, Lydia, you've come so far to give your presentation. Was it all worth it? Do you want to continue with your pitch, or...? No, I'm actually going to leave now. Oh, why? Uh, so... As it turns out, I lied. I had a hidden agenda. And that hidden agenda was love. And you ate my prom date. What the heck? And with Boatman, that- get the boat ready. I am getting the boat ready right now. Alright, cause we gotta run, man. We've got to roll. We gotta run and roll. Hey, all you get out in here and do your thing. And with that, Lydia fled the scene of the stage, unaware that Brian had always been a mirage, had never been accessible. She cradled the chicklets in her palms and jumped onto the boat with the pirates. A new occupation, a new future, a new entity to look after, and a dream vanquished, recognized for what it was, a futile impossibility that merely strung her along, misplaced her hopes. It was sad, but she was free. Uh, Well, I guess there's that. She sailed forward into the Atlantic, ready to seize ships, plunder booty, and never think of Brian again. (laughs) The end. I... Now, we have a little special literary poetry corner. Um, with our friend Moxie Mike. Do you want to set this up a little, Michael? Hello. Wait, no, don't, you're not on. I no, can't. Now there. you're on. Okay, hello. I'm still, I was here, and I'm still here. I'm going to read to you from a book by a friend of mine named Food Fortunata, who lives in Saginaw, Michigan, which is the state that looks like a glove, and Saginaw's in the part that kind of looks like a thumb, if you will, I think. Never been great Ooh, at I geography. Don't know. But anyway, this book is called Much Ado About Teeth and four other not-so-good books, all in one book. So I'm just going to randomly turn to a page because I've found this to be absolute nonsense, and it doesn't matter where you start or stop. So, that being said, here we go. On page 45, applesauce may be applied as either a salve or a balm, but neither works with the gentle efficiency of ox innards. Mm. Grape juice shoots from a man's eye socket because he's just been forced to watch the latest Tony Danza movie. Entitled, Bobby Loves a Freak. 
Charlie Chippett missed his own birthday because he was out of town trying to recover his nose from a storm drain. Winter can be harsh and Scrubby can be obese. Gardening is a pastime that some gremlins and acrobats find painful. They are overly impressed by Jimmy McNichols' squirrely undershorts. But, you know, abalone cakes are arranged properly on the outskirts of town. If Train A leaves Schneckdaddy at 8 a.m. and Superball leaves Montana during a rerun of Charles in Charge, then what is the intersection of a weasel and magician vomit? I was at bat against Blue Moon Odom. I choked up on a bat borrowed from Scoops. The count was 3-0 when Odom threw a lunch tray straight at my head. I flattened out on the ground and the tray sailed over my head. I represented the lead run on first. We were attempting to take sole possession of first place in the division. The rest is a blur. I can't recall whether we won or lost. But I do remember that I wanted to go after Odom after the game was over. I never did track him down. Edsel Grone burnt his eye on a cookie the other day. His sombrero nearly catapulted into another dimension when his ostrich ate nine boogers. Life was automatically made 20% dumber by a lopsided hamburger with buck teeth. We can't understand Dr. Grone, whose pizza is amputated beyond recognition. The belief in ghosts or mistletoe is prerequisite to being killed by a satellite plummeting from outer space. But don't forget about rice, and don't forget to floss. Ointment should be applied liberally and on the affected area, and then you can... in style. Quetzalcoatl Thompson was a big middle linebacker for the 64 Jets. He had many legendary battles against his arch-nemesis, Special Spatula of the Colts. The two gridiron greats liked to pick each other's noses and draw packs of chewing gum with magic markers. Thus was born influenza season in the NFL. The end. Much Ado About Teeth is available from the author Food Fortunata at the Wheelchair Full of Old Men website. That would be wheelchairfulloldmen.website or some such if the even thing exists. Track it down and you won't be let down. Could, I, could we do something where, where I pretend to be an interviewer, right, and you pretend to be the author of that piece and I ask you questions based on what you've written? Go ahead. I don't know why we'd have to pretend at all. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Mr. Fortunata, can I call you food? Go right ahead. I think you just did. Food. All right. Uh, food, when you say the end, do you mean that some kind of narrative structure has been completed in the preceding paragraphs? Is that your intention with that phrase? I was more referring to courtship and mating habits of space partridge, and um, unlike the hook-billed ukulele, both yes. species are marked near complete separation of genders, except for one magical night of the year, April 27th, known as Todd's Dramatic Reading of Brian Shrimp Gelato by J. Fart Needlesmith. On that night, the male and female space partridge engage in a courtship of dancing and the burrito being mishandled by a toy with 12 arms. That's what I meant by the end. I don't mean to be implied. Okay. Clarification question. We'll be open to the audience in a moment. I'm fine. Please continue. I suppose I've lost all control of both the interviewee and the audience. Can I bring my dog in here Sorry, are you guys I, having a yo would you excuse me sir oh sir, yeah hello your dog is okay, welcome if it can be silent if you can listen to appreciate it. oh it just made it it just made uh, go i'm sorry ukulele is an instrument bird a bird of instrumentation um 
You were right, yes. Okay, thank you for the clarification. You're welcome. Now, so back to, to the interview question. So I just want to clarify. You use uh, nonsensical prose, presumably as a means to express something. What is the thesis of this work? Braided algae. I see. So here's, here's my question. You have these ideas that mean something to you, or the act of expressing them means something to you, and yet you choose to go beyond the boundaries of your own self, your own absurdity, and share them, try to communicate them through a book. And I guess I'm wondering, what is it you hope that other people might draw out of the, of the literary essence of your work? What is the value to other people that you hope to provide? I've been trying to signify, in context, of course, of course. the meaning of, or the meaninglessness oh. of... Life in general through purported preposterous ponderings. But really, again, it's just the courtship and mating habits of the space partridge is what I've, the thesis of this entire book is. Mm, I see. So this is, this, is an, 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 this is an inherently zoological text. Mm, except when we're talking about big barfy grandma from Neptune who picked her nose until it broke off by if uh, it, I mean, well, you played a video game against Jesus and lost. Bill Jack Dog Why Food is, he so is obsessed with delicious boogers? and not for dog food. Uh, Why does he like boogers sir, so sir, much? We have, an, we have a question who from the audience. It? Would you mind responding to that, please? Uh, sir, would you come up to the microphone? Yes. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Sir. Hold on, hold on. I oh, it's a good one. Oh. Oh, mm, hold on. Oh, oh, sorry. I forgot I was at the microphone. Why is he so obsessed with boogers? Just, excuse me, uh, Mr. Food, uh, Mr. Fortana. Yes, yes, yes. I heard, uh, I heard the why question. Why are you so obsessed with boogers? Is a question that was just put to you by. Why is he so obsessed with boogers? I heard the question. I heard the question. I believe that the gentleman heard the question. Sir, the question just came from the audience. Why are you so obsessed? Why is he so obsessed with. Excuse me, sir, sir, would you mind working on that pack of gum while I put the question to him? Sure. Thank you. So, yes. Sir, the question just came yes. from uh, a rather well-jawed man in the audience. Uh, why are you so Why are you so fucking boogers? Excuse me, sir, sir, excuse me. Now, Mr. Food, the question just came from the audience, which I believe means why are you so obsessed with boogers? Why are you so boogers? Now, please answer the question, sir. Okay. It's quite easy. Yeah. Boogers are nothing but the memories of your smells. Call me nostalgic. Well, I'm shocked at the, how much sense that Thank made. you. Thank that you. answered my question, actually. <laughs> that was excellent. That was honestly a high point for this program. I've been interviewing beat poets and other morons for the last 50 <laughs> years. Most of them are fried by huffing refrigerator fumes and then blathering on about pigeons and different types of instruments, souls, the uh, oneness of the universe, and other such tripe that distracts people from useful Why is he skills. so obsessed with boogers? Oh, sir. Why is he so... Sir. Wait. Sir. The question was answered. I'm sorry. I'm on a fractured uh, time shard right He's now. He's been vaping. Does anybody remember where we are or when? Uh, all of us do, sir. You are alone in this predicament, and I hope you continue to be alone in it and not try and foist it upon us. Oh, God. 
Did I confuse my own subjectivity for objectivity again? Is the gentleman chewing gum not the actual epicenter of the universe? Is he not the gravitational center around which all our souls and subjectivities accredit, like particles forming into a sphere which forms into a planet with enough given time? Are we not actually arriving towards the end of this very program, arriving at the star, tears welling up in our eyes, for we have bitten onto our own tail? Is this not the future towards which we have been hurtling? Round and round we go, like the metal rings of a Slinky, extending, contracting, all for the sake of a child's entertainment? Is this not the future that you hear now? Is it not a canyon opening up? Gaseous fumes, sulfuric in nature, and essence rising up from a once hidden, once sunken core, now brought to the forefront. Now brought to the forefront. Foxes in time! Fractures in time. Fractures in time. Fractures in time. Fractures in time. We go. What? 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 There's a snake coiled in a wicker basket. It's a tisket, it's a yellow, it's a little tasket. But it rises to the sound of this here song. And it's bobbing its cobra head. And you know it can't be wrong. Why is he so obsessed with buggers? Why is he so obsessed with buggers? Why is he so obsessed with buggers? Why is he so obsessed with Great goose, mm-hmm. gray squawk, come up from above now. Lay it Come on down to shock tank and pitch your goose. goose, and it waddled in the shark tank. Why are you so obsessed with buggers? Why are you so obsessed with buggers? Why are you so obsessed with buggers? And he asked her. Now why is he so obsessed with buggers? Why is he so obsessed with buggers? Like a pair of shaking hands. Why is he so obsessed with buggers? 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 We've got a gentleman in the audience. He's got a question that's gonna shatter the silence. He says, Why is he so obsessed with buggers? And we all just gasp. Gasp! Gasp! Why is he so obsessed with buggers? That's the question he asked. Gasp! Gasp! Cast and the author. Why is he so obsessed? Why is he Mr. So obsessed? Who did say? Why is he so obsessed, he so obsessed with boogers? That he's nostalgic in an odd type of way. He said that boogers are the memory of smell. In a way, it's one of time's giveaway I'm nostalgic for the things I want smell. Oh, well, I'm nostalgic. Nostalgic. Nostalgic today. Why is so so?
Having achieved a series of literary coherence, we're about to embark onto the bridge of this song. It's a period where things dissolve, where the structure breaks down, something new is revealed, proof that we have achieved some insight before returning to the final chorus. We are going to have, ladies and gentlemen, the solo. Here it begins. left until the top of the hour. Now, I got to tell y'all something now. Yeah, man. Because we are going to be clocking out in about three or four minutes. Because we're going to take some time to to take all this stuff down and get back out of our fractured time. Because somebody's got to come in here and learn how to be a because DJ right after Because somebody's got to come in here and learn how to be a DJ right after us. Because someone's got to come in here and learn how to be a DJ right after us. Because someone's got to learn how to be a DJ come in right after us. Someone's, why does he eat so many boogers? Why is he so obsessed with boogers? Because somebody has to come in here and do a DJ thing after us when we leave. Somebody has to come in and do some training after us. Somebody has to do some training after us. And we've got stuff all over the table. We've got stuff all over the table. Lydia... Lydia Brian Boatman Lydia Daddy Mary Lydia Well, it's dark as heck out here. Hold on, I went overboard. I went a little overboard there. Well, it's dark as heck out here. It's a long walk home. And it seems like all the street lights have all gone out on their own. But tonight, I'll be a lucky angel And I'll thwart those Who try to do you harm Tonight I'll keep away the psycho Or at least that 
length of a shark. Well, it's scary as heck out here. Da-dum, ba-dum. And it seems <laughs> <Never mind>. like... <laughs> no, we're doing this. And we're in a time fracture. Tonight, I'll be a lucky angel. I thought so. Try to do you harm. Like that, this is Keep away the psycho. Release that. Let go of it all. All right, now, this has been the Weird People Show. We've just gone on a long improvisational journey, and we are about to cruise on into uh, Portsmouth, back down here, into the airport, which does not exist. Or Pease. It's called Pease, I think. What? But I want to tell you one thing. To my left, we got Daisy Wan Wyatt. Daisy Wan Wyatt. Daisy Wan Wyatt. All right, right across from me. I got my friend Jinjay, and yeah. we're, we're happy we got Jinjay today. Zinfidel Jane. Zinfidel Jane. Zinfidel Jane. No way. And now Moxie Mike. Moxie Mike. Do what you like. It's Moxie Mike. Do what you like. It's Moxie Mike. Moxie Mike. And my name is Whiskey Joe. If you didn't already know. Whiskey Joe, say what you like, my Whiskey Joe. Tonight, I'll be a lucky angel, and I'll fork those, try to do, do you harm. Tonight, keep away, away the psycho, keep away that psycho, or at least that, let up, up, no. off. We are the Weird People Show, and it has been a wonderful pleasure to play for you. And we will see you next week, where we will have a little bit more structure. Although you never know when you might get fractured in time. 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 I want to tell everybody now. Love each other and love yourselves. Okay, bye now.